Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to I Love That Movie. This podcast is for movie lovers. It's not an unbiased opinion. It's not a straightforward review. It's just a couple people talking about a movie that they love. The format is each week I have a guest, and that guest and I discuss a movie that they love, something they're obsessed with, something they connect with. We'll talk about the plot, the director, and the actors, but we'll also talk about the personal connection my guest has with that movie. So if that sounds like something you want to listen to, keep listening. This is Lisa, and you're listening to I Love That Movie. And if you want to catch up with me on Twitter, you can find us at um, the I Love That Movie Twitter, which is ILTM. And then I'm also on Instagram under ILTM Podcast, or I Love That Movie Podcast, sorry. (laughs) And then we're also on Facebook. Um, We have a page and we have a group where movie lovers discuss their favorite films judgment-free. And my only rule in there is keep it positive. Um, And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe and rate the show. It really helps uh, new listeners to find us. And it's just, it's just a good deal for me. So, so yeah. Um, And then I've got a returning guest with me here today. I have Jeff. Say hi, Jeff. Hey, okay, that was too enthusiastic. I'm gonna back. <laughs> Thank Please. you so much for having me back. Yes, you were on our Shawshank episode. Is that right? Is yeah, that Shawshank. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah that yes, was that was really fun. Well, welcome back. Um, what what movie are we discussing today? Uh, it's just a movie I saw once, and. Um... <laughs> the name of it as well as once and yeah i decided to go for a more light-hearted affair i guess comes because shawshank was so freaking depressing um, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> also this one kind of i'm kind of leaning into my bias because uh, i am a songwriter and mm-hmm. uh just start your drinking game now of how many times i want to mention that uh <laughs> Well, that's a good point. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit to the audience in case they haven't heard the Shawshank Redemption episode, which yeah. they should. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, you you guys know me. Uh, no, they, I <laughs> one episode. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm a songwriter slash po- I have my own podcast. It's really dumb and fun. Uh, it's called Enter Tournament of Champions podcast. And uh, yeah, I uh, am pretty much obsessed with movies. Uh, I've probably watched like 10 this week from uh, just 1999 alone because my podcast does tournaments on movies. Man, you see um, so many movies. I see that on your your social media. Crazy. (laughs) Oh, many. And like 1999 (laughs) is one of those years of like all these movies that I'm like, oh, my God, I totally meant to see that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And because they've all like that, that year is just one of the best ever in film. Mm -hmm. So like it's just full of years of like uh, full of movies. I should say that, uh, that that got like full-throated recommends from all my friends and, and critics alike um but anyway so that's what i do currently and uh yeah i don't know what else to say <laughs> <laughs> that's okay let's talk about the movie we're we're discussing today then so we're talking about once which came mm-hmm. out in 2007 um so before we dive in like 
how did you hear about this movie? How did you see it? Did you see it in theaters or? Definitely didn't see it in theaters. I was still kind of an ignoramus on movies in general uh, when this movie came out. And even the first time I saw it, um, I just didn't see them as much as I do now. Uh, so like this one was interesting because, uh, this, this came out 2007. I, this was around the time, or actually when I first saw it was around the time I was playing so many like live gigs. Like I was playing an open mic regularly every week. And, uh, and this guy that I would do, like, I would play. So we would be like our own backing band and also our own band in general. We were just a duo. His name was also Jeff. And we called ourselves cleverly the Jeffs. That was our band name. (laughs) Um, And uh, he is the kind of person that like obsesses over one movie. um, Gotcha. And brings it up over and over again. And he kept bringing (laughs) up once. And I was like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. And he would play Falling Slowly occasionally. Uh, And uh, so that's how I knew that song before I saw this movie. Um, And and I'm sure a lot of people know that song now because that song has been covered a lot uh, since. Yeah, it sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he, he was the type of, uh, ge- very generous person to like, you know, whenever I would be like, I've never seen that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. He would just lend it to me. Um, mm, so this is one that he easy. lent to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when I first watched it, this, so this was like a couple of years after it came out. So that was like 2009 or something like that. And, uh, and I had trouble, I had trouble lending it back, like giving it back to him, not lending it, but, um, uh, because, uh, yeah, I just couldn't stop watching it. And, uh, I would try to show it to as many people as possible that I knew would appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Uh, and then I took like a long break from it cause I didn't own it and it just kind of escaped my memory. And then when I started the tournament podcast a couple of years ago, we tend to do things by 10 years and 10 year increments. And uh, so okay. like, in 2017, we do 2000, 2007 movie tournament and uh, this one came up and I, that's ever since then I've just been watching it like maybe once or twice, maybe three times a year now. It's just wow. so easy to, digest it's like an hour and a half you're in and out that's true yeah um so you know full disclosure this is my first time seeing it yes love it and when you mentioned (laughs) it i hadn't heard of it and then when i started you know after i saw it i really enjoyed it spoiler and um yeah (laughs) well that anticipation the whole audience was waiting to hear me say no uh but yeah like i really enjoyed it and then when i was you know, researching it, um, it may, it was one of those things where like, you know, I'm thinking like, how did I not already know about this movie? Um, I didn't realize that the, the following it had, I know we mentioned it in the Facebook group and, you know, a bunch of people chimed in. Yeah. I was very um, surprised, honestly, at, at the amount of people that, that were so like on board with this choice. <laughs> Cause that's why <laughs> well, I picked it. Cause I just taste, assumed, apparently. you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Let's see, before we dive in, because I'm anxious to talk about it, there's a lot of things I want to say about this movie, and I'm, I'm really excited to dive in. Uh, but before we go further, let me read the synopsis that I have here. Yes. A vacuum repairman moonlights as a street musician in hopes for his big break. One day, a Czech immigrant who earns a living selling flowers approaches him with the news that she is also an aspiring singer-songwriter. The pair decide to collaborate, and the songs that they compose reflect the story of their blossoming love. Oh, now so sweet that it is and it's very misleading <laughs> right a little like, yeah a little bit because like, it's not the traditional yeah. uh movie hollywood love that you everybody's so familiar with and everybody goes to see movies to escape to see you know what I right mean? and and like also i noticed in this synopsis i went with it anyway because i i feel like i i get what they're 
going for. But right. at the same time, it's not exactly what happens. And <laughs> I think that's one really cool thing about this movie is that description I gave is how it would happen in like any other romantic comedy. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. hey, I'm a singer songwriter. Me too. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we're in love now. You know, like, and this is so different from that. It yeah. is so incredibly different. And I do want to bring up that when I was watching it, you you were on pins and needles worrying that I might not like it. Is that okay to mention? <laughs> yeah, that's 100%. Yeah, that's 100% okay to mention because uh, I just have that general concern when I show people movies I love. It's not, okay, it's not specific okay. to you. It's just like a thing where like, what if they find something that they're like, oh my God, I hate this because that has happened more than once to me. And, and yeah. even if it baffles me or whatever, if they have a good reason for it, I'm still like, this could happen. You know, it's a possibility. Yeah. Well, I was wondering if it was like controversial in any way that you were worried about the reception of it. So I guess that I answers my question. It wasn't necessarily that. I, I mean, I didn't see anything like that. No, in this movie, no, I hadn't heard. But that. I was just curious. Okay, okay. The only thing well, I can think yeah. of is the uh, the age gap between the two. But uh, their casting, yeah. their casting is very specific to them. Like they knew each other well, before the movie, and uh, they were in a band together before the movie. And, and it was just, oh, kinda, it was just kind of something that just kind of happened naturally because it wasn't supposed to be Glenn Hansard in, in the role. It was supposed to be, uh, Killian Murphy or something in the early going. Yeah. I read movie. that. And he was well, like, I also... can't sing this. <laughs> he was like, kid me. I can't sing this. <laughs> uh, so they went with Glenn anyway, cause he was writing it, uh, writing the music. Yeah. And the girl in the movie, I mean, I guess, honestly, until I read about that age gap, I didn't know. I almost feel like she's playing a lot older. Yeah, is she that right? feels like she's yeah. playing like, like his age or early twenty five. Yeah. yeah, and his age feels he feels like he's playing younger as well. Like maybe a couple years right. younger than he was at the time he filmed it. But she was definitely eighteen when she filmed this. Yeah, it's which is she crazy. was like seventeen when she was like cast. Yeah, exactly. Too. And I mean, I think in this case, it really feels like they were cast based on their talent, not yeah. how they matched the we role. Need, necessarily. Yeah, we need singers that can. We need singers. Priority is singers. And songwriters mm -hmm. that can uh, also maybe act, maybe. Yeah, and again, <laughs> that like that's another thing that kind of sets this apart, you know. Yeah. Um, in that, uh, I think a lot of times when a, a movie like this is made, that's like genre specific. Like you said, you're a singer songwriter, mm -hmm. and so you're going to naturally be drawn to movies that uh, center around that. Mm -hmm. But it's not like you know, like when you have a friend that's a dancer and they watch like Center Stage or something, and it's like. I understand why they like that movie, but it also feels like, I don't know, it's like some of those movies that are so genre specific, they're not great movies. They're only, they only appeal to people that like that genre or like, you know, Step Up is like terrible yeah. movie, but great dancing in it, you know? That's but why I, I love those movies. movies. I'm such a sucker for <laughs> those movies, too. honestly. I do too. I love them and Breaking. I'm like, oh wait, okay, they're about anyways. to go off. I don't know the plot reason for this, but I love watching it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this movie is unique because not only is does it speak to people that are singer-songwriters, like I really feel that watching it, mm -hmm. but uh, it's actually a good movie too on top of that. Like it's authentically trying to portray their experience right. not in a hollywood two actors pretending to sing and you're like well i like music so i still like this movie but it's not really representative whereas yeah. i feel like this actually is and they more didn't so. and what i admire about this movie too is that even though it is a movie about two songwriters it, they don't make the movie full-blown about songwriting and uh and right that's, that's true where to where it's like alienating for a universal audience because it's not technically oh, like a lot point. of half the songs in the movie are songs that the characters had already written and they're showing to each other more or less 
mm-hmm. so there's not a whole lot of there's like two sequences maybe where they sit down and write a song together or um, not write a song together but individually in separate scenes uh right so like technically yeah. it's more about the characters and their relationship to each other than just the actual songs which i again makes it a more interesting musical because it is a musical it's you don't really think of it as it one, is yeah but it is <laughs> That that's yeah. It's just it's so organic mm-hmm. in the story that it doesn't feel like they're taking time out to sing a song, right? Necessarily, I think you know it's interesting for me because I think this is probably the weakest genre for me in terms of how many movies I've seen. There are so many classic romantic comedies I've never seen. It's mm-hmm. just never really been like my bag. Same. Um, I've always gravitated towards you know movies that are romantic comedies that are like this where they're a little bit sad i guess spoiler alert <laughs> yeah there's a bittersweet um, note at the again. end yeah. <laughs> right and i was i was talking to my husband about this because i noticed that it seems like the ones that guys like mm-hmm. like speaking in general terms obviously everybody's different in, including myself but um it, it feels like a lot of times when i hear guys say like i really like this romantic comedy or that one it's usually something like this that's bittersweet like mm-hmm. or maybe like punch drunk love or even like uh, yeah 30 days of summer yeah like why are guys so drawn to that <laughs> i love that movie <laughs> i i love the hell i love the heck out of that movie but like it's just like it's so freaking weird it's like it's so hard to explain my love for that movie uh especially because i've never i mean why would i yeah, why would I ever be in a romance like that? That is such a weird romance in that movie. But anyway, uh, but I know what you're talking about, though, because, yeah, like La La Land is another one that I love. And that one ends on an extremely bittersweet note and is way more uh, no, well known than than once is. So that's when I started hearing the opinion of, oh, I didn't like the movie because it, it didn't end with them together. Spoilers on La La Land, oh, too. Oh, I you see. Know, uh, for people that might not have seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, you know, that's on <laughs> Sorry. you. Um, but, uh, yeah. but, but it's one of those things where, like, uh, people go to, to rom- romance movies, especially, to, like, see the, you know, see the main two people end up together. And, right. and when it doesn't happen, it's kind of like, well, why did I watch this movie? You know, because that's, right. that's not the genre I signed up for. I signed up for Escape. I guess. And especially when it's marketed towards like a female audience, yeah. for whatever reason, it's generally way more upbeat. And I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that doesn't speak to me personally and why I tend to go for these sadder ones. It's like it's almost like I don't want to walk out of a romantic comedy where they get together because usually at the end, I'm like, that was dumb. you know. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I feel that way. That's so cynical. Like I'm in a relationship and I, I don't I don't know why. I'm so hateful towards watching mm. other relationships, yeah. but I just am. So I guess, you know, again, that kind of resonated with me in this film. Um, I had a couple quick facts, just a, just a couple uh, oh, that I was going to rattle off. And if you have something you want to jump in with, you know, by all means. Um, I read that Bob Dylan was such a big fan of the film that he raged to have the two leads, which are uh, Glenn Hansard and oh, Marquetta Igl- that's what i was saying oh gosh too oh my gosh good luck pronouncing her name i i don't know how to do it either uh marquetta it sounds it sounds like anyway um, sounds okay but i don't know how to say your last name at all i don't know i have no idea forgive me marquetta i'm so sorry (laughs) um he um bob dylan wanted them to open for him on part of his world tour yeah and they also covered dylan's song you ain't going nowhere 
uh, for I'm Not There, which also came out in 2007. That is so, so I cool. Had no idea. I didn't know, I know about the latter part. I had, I did have that fact written down about Bob Dylan oh, watching cool. their performances of Fallen Slowly on like the Oscars. And uh, by the way, this won an Oscar. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I see. Again, like I, as I kept diving in, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I should have already known about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> kind of slipped under my radar. Crazy to think so, about because like really I watched cool. those. This was back when I actually watched those the Oscars, uh, even without having had been educated on movies as much as i am now i would still watch them just for the pageantry of them and i watched mm-hmm. them perform didn't think anything of it even though i was a song singer songwriter at that point i still was just watching it going okay and then they won and i was like oh these guys seem genuine and sweet didn't think anything of it and then here we are all these years later um but yeah i had i had the same fact down about bob dylan and that's that's just crazy he just like loved their chemistry and and uh the song of course yeah, can you imagine how insane that would be? Like, oh, I was looking at the um the 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 two leads and kind of reading a little bit about them, which sur- surprise surprise, there's really not much to read. Yeah. Um, because the, you know they were so green, they're not really actors. Again, their their talent uh, for singing is kind of the forefront of this movie. They do a great job, obviously, mm-hmm. but but that's the bigger part of them. And you know, like to hear that uh, Marquetta was only seventeen and has an Oscar. Like, how weird is that to do like <laughs> one so tiny wild. independent film yeah. and then now you're an Oscar winner? Right. Like, you know, also for the guy too, but just her being so young. Like, yeah, that's but he's been doing this crazy. for a while. He was in a movie, a musical. I think it was an Irish movie as well called The Commitments, and that's a musical as well. Oh. And I'd never seen seen it but he said he did a bit part in that that was his only other acting uh work before so he'd been doing this and busking on that that exact street corner that's in this movie he'd been doing that for a long time he's been around for a while doing this uh Mm, yeah i saw he he does a lot of like composing now yeah and like music behind the scenes more soundtracks and stuff like that instead yeah he'll do some of that stuff and he has still you know he just released album like a month ago uh under his own his solo name oh okay so he's still like very active uh but yeah this was like like i think he was the one that molded a lot of her career because they met Actually, it was uh, her dad like did like a festival or something like that and coordinated a festival with Glenn. And that's how he met her. And oh, wow. um, then uh, I, I think he kind of helped uh, mold her um, musicianship and stuff. And they, they then she like joined his band, uh, The Frames, gotcha. I think. And she played like piano and stuff like that. Uh, so pretty much exactly how you, you know, kind of see it unfold. In the movie, yeah, I guess like more in the movie, like... they kind of connected more, even more. But like they definitely, he kind of boosted her career in a, in a way. Yeah, but there's like a big bu- mutual respect. I feel mm-hmm. like you sense in the movie, yeah, where they have chemistry and they're attracted to each other, but there's there's a different layer to it, right? And I feel like yeah, that must have drawn from real life, be- and that kind of makes sense. Yeah, and they try. It, was, um, it wasn't until after the movie that they got romantically involved. It was like during the press oh. tour or something. Uh, so, um, which is still like, like, let's try this for real. Uh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And actually the movie, uh, they did a documentary called swell season, which is the name of the band, um, that they formed after the movie. And, uh, they, uh, um, yeah, that documentary is like, I think it was released in 2012. It follows them on tour and it kind of shows how Marquetta was like, definitely, ill-equipped to do, to be thrust in the spotlight so quickly at such a young age. Like and, yeah, and just to lot. to do this movie and then to be on tour at all times is just a lot for her. Um, so it kind of shows their relationship and how strained it is. So it's kind of like a weird like spinoff companion sequel. Like, what if they did get together? That's what the movie is kind of like. <laughs> yeah, um, because 
I think their dynamic in real life too is so different. Like yeah. in the movie, you know, she's a single mother and she's got all these responsibilities yeah. and she's more mature, but in real life they're have a huge age gap and she's basically a kid. Yeah. I mean, and she mentions to know? him verbatim in the movie, in the documentary, like I, I, all of my worldview points are like from you, like you, I see the world through your eyes cause you've informed so much of what I know. And she's Yikes. like, I, she's basically like, I just don't, I don't, I just don't feel like I know who I am or whatever. Like, it, yeah, the documentary does not oh, shy away awful. from. <laughs> I know, God. right? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, fact number two: uh, the title refers to the many talented artists that John Carney knew who put their careers who put off their careers by saying once they get this and that sorted out, uh, but never succeeded. They put it off too long. Uh, so, this describes the lead character, the guy. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Like I, I didn't make that connection after I saw the movie. I was like, "What does it mean?" But then when I read that, I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, that is kind of what happens, yeah. especially to the girl. I mean, she's kind of, um, you know, she can't move forward. It's like if all these things weren't here, then I would go for it, and right. he's the one to." go for it like yeah. he, he waits till literally nothing is holding him back and then he does it but it, it just it does make you think like you know there's there's two roads to take either you jump in or you don't so that's that's a pretty yeah. cool title like it has a lot of thought behind I, it i was like googling for so long trying to find the meaning of the title and you just kind of blew my <laughs> mind this is like this is the same thing as you telling me William Sadler played Death and Bill and Ted, and I was like, "Get out of here!" And it <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> oh, so that's crazy because I know the title track from the from the musical. I um, yeah, which isn't. I, I think it's just in the credits. It's not in the movie. Um, oh, okay. but it's it's definitely it's called Once, and and you know it's like about you know I knew that person. I knew what what motivated that person that I love so much, but now I don't anymore because they're so. Uh, we're so far apart and the relationship is strained. Mm. Or whatever. So that's the context yeah. of the song of from the movie. But uh, I didn't know why uh, I didn't know it came from John Carney, like the title of it and stuff like that. So that's yeah, that's really cool. Now, of course, I do pull a lot of my facts from IMDb's and that can fact. be edited. It's probably, it's probably so, true. I, well, I don't know. Yeah, it sounds true, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think when I was thinking about it in terms of the movie, I thought it represented a moment in time, kind of like what you're saying the yeah. song represented. Um, but I like this definition too, that it's like, you know, putting something off until you're ready. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's the all. The, that's all the, also, I just wanted to throw out there the John Carney. That's, those are the only type of movies that he makes are like songwriter movies. Cause oh. he did Sing Street as well. And, uh, yeah. uh, Begin Again, which is a Keira Knightley, Mark Ruffalo movie. And, um, I, I, that movie is extremely underrated to me. Like <laughs> I love it so much, but I'm super biased about it. Cause it is about songwriting. Uh, well, I'll definitely check out his other films because I, I haven't seen them um, when I was looking through through um, his credits, although I was impressed that he both wrote and directed this film. And I thought yeah. that was really, really cool. So, With limited yeah. resources too, like a $150,000 budget on this one. Yeah. Uh, like getting no permits and f shooting everything guerrilla style, which you can kind of tell. <laughs> you at can tell. Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's like they shot it in like 17 days or yeah. something like that. Like it's really, really quick shoot. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it the way that this is shot is really interesting. It, again, makes it feel almost like, uh, you know, what do you call it? Reality TV in a way at some yeah. point. Yeah, I know what but you're But not about. in like a fakey, like forced, let's set up 20 cameras and 20 lights 
this is you know off the cuff mm-hmm. like it, it really truly feels in the moment um in a lot of the scenes right more like documentary style i guess yeah it's, that's what i get the vibe i get especially when, like when you watch it now on a hd tv you're like what is the deal with these cameras because <laughs> it's like they're like handheld documentary cameras or whatever i don't yeah I don't know terms and they use like a long lens to make it to make it seem apparently when they were filming on the street like when she's going to get batteries and uh she's walking back to her uh to her house singing the song that he wrote mm-hmm. um that's like i love that scene by the way oh we'll get there uh yeah. but uh but <laughs> something horrible is gonna happen in that scene <laughs> i know right you're like what the what's gonna happen here uh but I'm like um, look around take your headphones right. off i'm like paranoid <laughs> <laughs> that's that's too real uh but uh but like you can see the people that are like just hanging out on the side of the street watching the camera like what are they doing like uh but yeah apparently it's <laughs> it's easier for the camera to be inconspicuous with the type of camera that they ended up using uh that's what i read oh i see that yeah. makes sense yeah yeah the only other fact i had was that the story was partially autobiographical as john carney lived in dublin and maintained a long distance relationship with a girlfriend in london although i don't know how she feels about that after she reads that yeah. it's partly autobiographical and she wasn't there right <laughs> i'd be like okay so who's the other girl then right <laughs> but um but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I love, I, I mentioned this to you already. I really love that it was set in Dublin um, because it is such a, you know, it, at the time when this was shot, it was more of like, I guess like a working class city is what I read. Yeah. But also think of it as a very musical city as well. I mean, just from being there, I went there on my honeymoon um, so and it, is, it was like a fairy tale. Like it, Honestly, my husband wanted to go and I didn't want to go that bad. Right. Um, it was a compromise. Like our wedding was uh, Mexican themed because I'm Mexican. Mm-hmm. And then I said, let's do something that's themed after you. And he's Irish. And so we're like, let's go to Dublin. Um, but that was me like giving that away that, you know, power. Like I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll let, I'll put this in your hands. I hope that we like where we go. Um, which seems crazy to me now because I had such an amazing time. It's literally one of my favorite places I've ever been to. So cool to hear. Uh, Yeah. It's like you're always, yeah, it's really cool. And like, um, you know, music was everywhere. It it definitely felt like a musical city, at least to me. So when I saw this again, now it's like, there's that layer of nostalgia over it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely recommend going there if you ever. Uh, I really want to go to, yeah, not just Dublin, just Ireland in general. Cause there's like some gorgeous countryside stuff over there, uh, which they shot some of that too, when they went on a walk together or whatever. Um, you gotta go to the cliffs yeah. you know harry potter star wars <laughs> exactly <laughs> the, <laughs> um, i did not i yeah. did not know they filmed star i mean i remember the harry potter stuff i did not know about star wars uh i think the last jedi you know when uh when they're on that wherever luke was staying, oh I really like that was ireland i think so maybe not okay. maybe it was somewhere else but i thought Wouldn't it was surprise me they always I'll go to, to like strange locations i don't location yeah. scouts are have probably the best job in the world and most stressful right but, best job in the world because <laughs> so you get to go to such cool places and go this would be cool for that one scene right yeah i loved i loved reading about dublin the specific shopping district that uh that uh glenn hansard's character hangs out in uh grafton street is like known for having buskers there like if you it has its own wikipedia page and it has like a list list of uh now successful musicians that used to play uh music just on the street like oh, it's, wow. it's like a well-known street where people would play music so uh I admire that they added that detail. That was really cool. And a lot of the busking stories, like the person that stole his money and he chased him down in the beginning, which is a great start to the movie, by the way. 
It uh, is because I, I immediately am like, I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to mean. But it's funny. It's a really good hook and yeah. it's different yeah. from how most movies like that start out. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's just got that Irish tinge of humor to it as well, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, the dude gets caught and he's like, uh, okay, sorry about that. How's your mom? And he's like, she's dead, man. Like, just give it a rest. <laughs> it's just like just stop talking to me like you know me like just please leave uh it's yeah it's just uh yeah that's such a great opening because it's it's, yeah it's definitely a good hook and it's got humor in it and there's humor throughout but it's just like the irish type of dry humor um but uh yeah i really want to go to i want to go to there to quote liz lemon Mm -hmm. you do (laughs) you do i'm converted i want to go back so bad oh man (laughs) Um, it's awesome. But, uh, well with that, did you have any other quick facts you want to throw in before we start talking about some of the scenes? Uh, not, well, they did turn this into a musical. Um, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. They, That's cool. They, uh, and I think they're coming to Dallas for like just a really, really brief, like weekend affair, uh, in oh, November, nice. like literally the weekend of my birthday. So I'm kind of like, wink wink nudge nudge at a lot of people Full in my family circle. and friends yeah <laughs> like, hey, it's my birthday guys so maybe give me a gift uh but uh yeah like the mother from how i met your mother Kristen miliotti uh she she landed the role of girl and um and uh, in the first run on broadway and mm-hmm. it won so many tonys uh that's just like a oh, known wow. person like an, i'm just throwing out a known name i didn't know she could sing until yeah like, i would I, have I saw no, like i wouldn't yeah. have known that i actually like saw her perform uh, not saw her like in person. Sorry, <laughs> America's Got Talent. They debuted uh their uh their version of Falling Slowly from the musical, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good, uh, because it's like a full band singing it too at the same like a full uh, choir singing along with it, and it just adds so much like power ah. to the song. Um, uh, but but uh, so like I so recognized her from that, and then she shows up in How I Met Your Mother as the titular mother, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's her. She can sing, and then she sings in the show. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cool. Full circle. <clears throat> love <Yeah>. it <clears throat> uh really want to see that musical I've, I've heard i've heard it like they've made some changes in it that actually work in its favor mm. so uh not the ending though the ending is the same <laughs> yeah it has to be. stay together uh yeah it's, <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's not the same uh yeah i want to see that that's the only other thing i really had i'm the other the rest of the facts are kind of related to the scenes that are Okay. Yeah. Well, let's dive into some of the scenes. We kind of already mentioned the opening. So mm-hmm. if you want to maybe go from there. Yes. Uh, I, I love that opener. Uh, it's a great hook. And then it goes right into uh, Say It To Me Now or what I think that's the name of it. Say It To Me, whatever. That song has a great build and is a perfect example of how uh, it's like a two minute song, but it's like uh, Glenn Hansard's abilities as a writer. Like that's all. Mm-hmm all of his songs are kind of like that. Like they have that kind of build to it where it's like, it starts on like a low note kind of quiet. And then it's got this like friggin' gigantic ending. Um, he loves doing that. And uh, that's, I think it must be an Irish thing because Damien Rice is like that too. And he's a, uh, another <laughs> singer songwriter from Dublin that played on this street corner and then gained success wow. as a musician. Uh, and he does the same thing where it's like, I'm going to start quiet. And then like, that's like pretty much the thing I emulate the most when I write um anyway i love that song um uh, there was something else i was gonna say oh yeah a lot of the songs too that are in this that feel like they're incomplete it's because they are (laughs) they were they were rushing a lot of the filming uh for the oh wow for the movie so it was kind of like well this song's not really finished so but let's just play a version of it anyway and then we'll finish it you know when we do actual an actual cd version of the soundtrack 
which which they did. Risky. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, so quick question. I I know that John Carney wrote and directed this, but yeah. then you're saying that uh, Glenn was the writer of all the songs. Yeah, is that, him, is that him, him and Marquetta wrote okay. everything together. With uh, there was somebody else involved as well. It's not. Oh, uh, the the band uh, for the one song "Gold," which is like where they're all at like this house party, and and it's nothing oh, I but like musicians. That scene a lot. That's that's a different band. That's that's like their okay. song. Um, mm-hmm. But Glenn and Marquetta wrote everything else in the movie. Okay, which is awesome. And how did they meet? Like, how did how did John get hooked up with these two? Oh, uh, John knew John was already working on the movie with Glenn. I don't know how they met, but they were already working together on the movie. Uh, and oh, he and was going to write gonna cast an actor exactly, and like he was going to write the songs, and then an actor was going to play. His right, part. right. Okay. Glenn, Glenn was already going to write the music, and uh, he was already working on the music. And uh, I think uh, Glenn invited John over to one of those house parties that we see in the movie. Well, those are those are real things <laughs> that happen uh, in Ireland. Uh, and and John saw he asked Marquetta to play a song on piano or whatever, and uh, she did. And then he kind of like sprung it on her he was like cool you got the part and she was like what are you talking about you know like <laughs> it was one of those <laughs> things where uh, he kind of surprised her it was like uh well you, i mean if the part if you want the part the part's yours uh because uh, you're perfect for this role and uh, she's yeah, she's, said, she's she really openly is. said i'm never going to act again because it was just a weird thing to her just being in front of cameras and a bunch of people i um, get that and yeah. like you're saying so much fame so fast i, yeah. I just yeah, can't absolutely. even imagine what that would be like that's so much <laughs> at that age yeah pass uh, <laughs> I want life experience, please. Thank you. Uh, but that's how they met. And then, yeah, when Killian Murphy dropped out, um, Glenn was just kind of like resigned to, all right, I guess I got to play the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed that they don't like have names. They never say each other's yeah, names then, I huh? think Do they? No, they don't. They're just, uh, they're even like credited as guy and girl. And I think yeah. there's something that feels like, I don't know, one of those like old... Uh, I'm trying to think of like what the word is like a tale, like a folk tale or whatever, like where it's just kind of like insert yourself into this story. It's pretty much like meant to be like a universal love story in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they're songwriters, you can take out the songwriting aspect and it's kind of like something that I don't know, you can insert yourself into more or less. Yeah. I really like that. I, I didn't even notice that watching it. Yeah. That's honestly, the really cool I, part I about it. Look it up. It's like mm-hmm. uh, the Matthew Vaughn movie, uh, layer cake. Where like the movie ends and you're like, holy crap, Daniel Craig didn't have a name the entire movie. <laughs> it was like he's credited as like XXXX or something like that, <laughs> which is crazy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie. I need to check it's, it's that out. It's pretty good. But I feel like if you're into like Guy Ritchie crime type movies. I am. It's, it's yeah, just one, it's like one it. of those, you know, and I like <laughs> yeah. those movies. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so what's the uh the next scene oh you um well i loved the the first interaction between the two because mm-hmm. i've been in glenn's position before where you're playing a song and somebody just wants to keep gabbing your ear off and you're like cool i'm gonna keep playing now <laughs> so i've been in his position where like you're just kind of being kind to somebody that that is just a uh, rather assertive and and they're being polite too they're being really nice and stuff but they're just uh kind of assertive in their outgoing nature and you're kind of like cool i have stuff to do now uh so it's just it's i think it's very interesting the way that unfolds and how they meet and she comes back with the vacuum that's broken or whatever uh yes, which is hilarious uh seeing her drag that around and he's like yeah he's like, all, right, all right like he's just struck by her weird nature in general but i think it finally clicked for him like this is a this is gonna the start of something uh 
a good relationship when he finally sees her play piano and he's like, I messed up. Like, he's like, I messed, I misjudged this person. And you can see <laughs> it's a very subtle acting because he's not necessarily an actor, but like he's, his face changes when she starts playing piano. Um, mm-hmm. And he's just kind of like, it almost not not too much in awe but he's his eyes kind of light up you know and he kind of sits kneels yeah. or whatever and then they play the song together and that's really yeah that's really when they connect for the first real time but i love all the stuff leading up to that where he's kind of like just humoring her in a way uh because he's like yeah it's this girl <laughs> it's really interesting because it feels like and that's a thing that comes up a lot in the movie so marquetta is in the movie she's a czech immigrant mm-hmm. like in real life she's czech um but uh there's there's a not a language barrier because she speaks english but there's like a cultural barrier there yeah and you even get the sense you know it doesn't seem like english is her first language so sometimes their communication feels a little stilted by that and i think you notice that the most in the beginning because she's like oh you wrote that okay that's cool like she's communicating with him but it feels like there's something missing and Mm -hmm. he can't tell if there's something missing because there's some kind of language barrier or if she's crazy or like why that's happening and so it takes until she plays the piano for him to yeah connect with her but it's funny universal language man that's the that's the message there i guess It is. And her approach to getting to know him is strange yeah. because she's doing that thing that I feel like people do to creatives where they're and that's why I think he doesn't realize that she has talent, that she's also a singer songwriter because she approaches it like somebody like you're saying that would just stop you on the street. Yeah. Kind of like, a oh, you draw, draw a picture of me. Yeah. And you're like, that's <laughs> yeah. not I'm that's not what I'm doing right yeah, now. I'm drawing exactly. this. And they're like, okay, well, you know, why don't you do this? Or, you know, yeah. and, and uh, oh my gosh, you're a genius. And it's like, well, I'm not a genius. I'm a guy playing a song on the street, yeah. you know? So it's kind of like, he's kind of already putting her in this category of like, you don't get it. And then she shows up with the, uh, the vacuum cleaner, which really, again, it feels like a miscommunication. Right. He was like, I work on vacuum. Like he, Again, you're, he's humoring her like, where do you work? And he's like, uh, I work in a vacuum store, yeah. you know, vacuum store. And she's like, Oh really? You repair them? <laughs> yes. Could you repair mine? Yes. That's what I said. I already do. And then she just shows up with it. She is like, so no, excited too. It's so freaking yeah, funny. It would be at the store. And yeah. She's like, no. Okay. Well, well I already can't you brought just it. it yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that. And finally he's like, I guess he thinks to himself, like technically no one's paying me to stand on the street. So I, could take this back right. and fix it and she's cute so he's like okay well yeah all exactly right. and then and then they blossom from there and i feel like there's a lot of interesting decisions and things that marquetta does throughout the movie which even at the end like i'm not totally sure why she did all that <laughs> which it's just an interesting part of the movie that you know mm-hmm. i don't know you don't really get an answer to but it, that's kind of like real life you don't always understand everyone's motive right. so I, I really like the way she plays that character. I do too, because it's like you would you you would misjudge her from her size uh, or something or her age or her accent even mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with that accent. Um, but she is like assertive, as I mentioned in that first exchange with him, and even like I- intrusive <laughs> with her questioning about yeah. the motivation <laughs> for the song. But she's genuinely asking it from like a musician perspective. But he has he doesn't know that he doesn't have context yet. So it's right. just funny when she's he, like, he wrote it about somebody and he's like, no, it's about no, nothing. And she's like, uh, BS. And, and it's just adorable when she says that. Uh, but uh, yeah, like it's just that's her throughout the movie is like she's she calls people out on their BS. Um, 
and and that that was a great introduction to that i think yeah it's interesting too that she does that you know mm-hmm. she's like well who hurt you well what did she do and all that stuff yeah. and it she sounds like you know like a girl that's going to insert herself in like oh someone hurt you i wouldn't do that yeah but that's like you said she, that's not what she's doing yeah, she's, and yeah. then and then conversely she's very guarded with what happened to her right which i think is interesting yeah. she's so prying into his life and then when he turns the tables she just keeps surprising him with details about her life mm-hmm. i mean she holds all the cards to herself the whole movie yeah. and slowly reveals pieces of herself but it, it's strange that she's so forward and jumps into his world and then she never really lets him into hers mm-hmm. i don't know i just think that's another interesting part about that is their interesting relationship. yeah that's interesting um I don't know if it's like a cultural thing being guarded like that or just the fact that she I don't she has so many responsibilities that she's just not willing to let somebody in. Yeah. I feel like she's lonely, but she feels like escaping her life is impossible. So she yeah. puts that roadblock to him constantly and to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's not like and, and she wants to tear it down like the whole movie. I feel like she's very conflicted and, you know, thinks about it the whole movie but she never really does it but i just think it's weird that she got so into his life and wants to collaborate with him and all this stuff but then you know she can't actually open up to him yeah. i don't know it's just interesting to that me. is that is an interesting know. dynamic that's a good that's a great <laughs> way to approach it because all it's always a guy that's like the mysterious one sometimes and some of the romance yeah. movies at least you know it's like the guy is like I don't know anything about him. He's just very attractive and wears sunglasses or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, too, like, uh, I don't want to dive too much in and and get ahead of ourselves, but there's a lot of, I feel like, tropes that are blown out of the water in this movie, just in general, when it comes to, like, a typical love story. And I really like that about it. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about it, too. Um, But you already, as you mentioned before, that's a lot of the reasons that guys like different romance movies than yeah <laughs> the typical ones the glossy ones from yeah and no hate to anybody that just wants to have a good time i get it yeah there's like, some that are know. really good lately i don't know if you watched the one on netflix called set it up that one is very entertaining and that one does hit a lot it's, of the tropes but in a just a funny way so. it was it was that the one with where the kid was like uh you could date him if you paid him or whatever that <laughs> no uh about? this one was the one i don't know i can't remember the uh the actors names at all but it's two. I know Lucy Liu and Tay Diggs are in it, and they play bosses of these two assistants that. Oh, I yeah, know what you're talking about. That are trying to get their bosses it, together so they can uh, have yeah. free time again. And it's it is very fun. It's an <laughs> R-rated comedy, so like there's that element too, where like they don't feel shackled by PG-13 ness. Um, uh, okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Uh, highly recommend that movie. Uh, and also, there's another one called Someone Great on there that just came out this year. Another R-rated one, but it's like again, hits those familiar beats. So there's still some that work. Uh, but mm-hmm. like a lot of times when you see something like those ensemble ones, like Valentine's Day or whatever, you're like, oh, brother. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll definitely skip that <laughs> exactly. one. Exactly. Like that that seems like a movie like a girl's night, yeah. you know, like I would go to it if yeah. I was with a group of people that wanted to see it. But I don't see me walking in there. Yeah, yeah I get that. <laughs> so you're right. That's a, that's definitely an aspect that I uh, I, too, love in this movie. Um I loved uh, the first time they play Falling Slowly together, especially because contextually yeah. that song, it, it was very clear. I, I think to me that that guy wrote that song before, like about his whatever past, whatever girlfriend 
like as they were kind of getting started in their relationship. Um, and yeah. I like that the song didn't come later in the movie where like these two people fell in love and wrote the song together. It was just kind of like falling slowly happened when, I don't know, th- like the context for the song was already built into it before they performed it together. Um, yeah. And if it yeah. were a different no, totally type of agree. romance movie that would have come later in the movie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have been like silly, <laughs> yeah. like at a restaurant, he's like, I'm going to impress you and play the <laughs> exactly. song. And you're like, but really uh, they're playing that song together <laughs> and getting to know each other. And it fits the lyrics as well as, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just the vibe of the song. It's just a gorgeous, yeah. it's such a gorgeous song. And it's like very simple. Uh, but because mm-hmm. it's in the key of C, I mean, for a pianist, it's in the key of C. So it's just, just all the white keys. There you go. You're good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, I didn't even know that. So that's, I'm getting an education here. <laughs> uh, so like when, also when they're playing it together, it didn't feel like, it felt like these two people, well, I mean, the guy wrote it, so he would know the song, but it felt like these two people and their skill level would be able to play the song together. Cause I've done that at open mics mm-hmm. where like I play bass for somebody and I'd never heard their song before, but it's just, I know song mm-hmm. structure or the way chords are structured in a song. I can predict them. So like, I'll just be able to play mm-hmm. the bass part, like at a certain point, like you don't have to give me an education on it. So these, these two just kind of playing the song together and harmonizing with each other, just kind of, it, and some people might go, oh, it feels sudden and unrealistic. I've never heard that complaint. I'm just saying that <laughs> that it feels authentic. Like <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. that next open mic I have 10. No. But it feels authentic. <laughs> like they were genuinely learning the song together. Uh, and at both of their skill levels, they were able, like, they could just pull it off that way. It felt natural to me. Um, yeah. And not so movie-ish. Like they suddenly, sh- suddenly she can sing and dance the entire number. You know, like it's not like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking of a movie right now that I did feel was like that. Really? But yeah. I, uh, I don't want to oh, say. Okay. But... We'll leave it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make I'll make the audience upset with oh, me. Oh, okay. Well, then but, we'll yeah. leave it then. Uh, but yeah, I love that scene. Also, another fun fact about that store. That is a genuine music store in Dublin. And people visit there all the time. It's a tourist spot now because of this movie. And they have the oh, same piano awesome. there. They they sell that piano like hot like hotcakes or whatever the expression is. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> so every time they sell it, they have to put the exact bottle there, like to replace it. Cause they want it to be like, just like the scene, but they do have like a Wayne's world, no, uh, no stairway to heaven r- rule, uh, regarding falling slowly. You can't go in there and play falling slowly. Cause it's just, it's such an overdone <laughs> thing much. now. Yeah. <laughs> I found that to be a funny detail. That's that 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 is funny. I did think that even watching it, I was like, in real life, wouldn't someone come stop you all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> the, they would be like, no, 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 no. This this isn't a concert venue. Yeah. You can't yeah, do that here. Uh, you'd be surprised, <laughs> like going into Guitar Center and you can just play on an acoustic drum set, and I'm like, those are freaking loud, but they just let you do it. They're just like, you want to? <laughs> They're like, please amp? buy this. Like, just play the guitar, and you're like, you're trying to like shout conversations with a cashier while musicians over there like shredding on the guitar. You're like. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so I buy, I buy, I buy it. Yeah, and the, and obviously it's a slower, okay, it's a okay. Slower, well, you would know, it's a yeah. slower music store. It doesn't seem like one that's busy all the that's time. That's true. Uh, just judging mm-hmm. from the one guy behind the counter. Um, yeah, that's also an example of how they shot on locations because uh, they just shot where they knew, where, like places they knew, and people from like they would ask people that they know that work there or live at a certain place, and they're like, "Can we shoot here?" Okay, cool. 
you know that <laughs> yeah like they rewrote a lot of the scenes to be like at someone's yeah. house or yeah. you know inside uh so that they could just use those locations mm-hmm. but you don't even really notice that in the movie like i never no. thought hey they're just going to a couple houses but because it's what they would be doing yeah. you know like that party yeah. scene where everybody's singing together um and it's just a crap ton of people singing together that that is mm-hmm. uh glenn hansard's flat in in dublin um so like they were because of budget constraints they were having to you know find all these locations that were like known to them and that were like okay they had like permission from people that live there or work there to shoot there right makes sense yeah let's go somewhere out of state or whatever yeah right yeah and i feel like it keeps it small Mm -hmm. i mean the whole movie feels like you said earlier it feels intimate and you don't want to put it on these big sprawling locations or venues because then that's going to take away from that, that feeling, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I love that scene. That falling slowly scene. Everybody go watch that on YouTube. It's a great scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it in the group or something. <laughs> uh, I love the, uh, pretty much everything. I feel like I love every scene. So it's kind of weird to just go in uh, like sequential <laughs> order, but I, it, no, the, the movie just flows so well. Um, but it like, does. I think they're on the bus after this and that's when he sings, he just makes up that song about brokenhearted Hoover I love that guy. Part. It's so, it's so brilliant. And uh, how every time yeah. she would ask a different question, he would change the melody of whatever he's singing. Like, um, mm-hmm. w- like when she asks him about going back to her, he like suddenly, he suddenly starts doing a metal song and he's like, F her, she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah. And it's it's funny, too, because you don't realize till later in the movie, but she's asking him all those questions because she's wrestling with. Yeah, it's true. And they're in two different places. You know, he is I think he's hurting and he's let that past relationship stop him from moving forward. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that he wants to go back to it necessarily. It's more like he's so hurt. He's just like done. Whereas she is in love with that guy still that she is not yeah. with. And so they're in totally two different places in so many ways, but in that way too, where, you know, she's, she's asking him like, well, have you thought about going back? Well, couldn't it work? Right. Or, and it's like, she's asking about her situation and he doesn't know that yet. He thinks she's asking because she wants to get with him and she does kind of want to get mm-hmm. with him. So it's like complicated, but yeah, I think you find out, later that it's more about her than she lets on yeah and that's fascinating that i've seen this movie countless times and i've never connected like you you would think i would have enough empathy or something to acknowledge that that's what she was doing she's really trying to (laughs) apply his situation to hers and damn it oh i I think everybody sees a movie a different way you know i don't think there's any right or wrong at all uh, and I think you're meant to predominantly yeah. sympathize with yeah, him of course. because he's the main <laughs> character. Right. But yeah, so I mean, I don't think you should feel bad but about that. I see that. myself in him. He plays guitar, right. I play guitar, all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I wanted to ask this. So like both of them mentioned that they've lost a parent, um, a different oh, parent. I think I missed that. Do you think? Yeah, he mentions at the beginning. That's why it's just him and his dad. But he mentions to the guy who tries to steal from him that he's like, hey, my mom's dead, man. Leave me alone. And, and she makes it, you know, mentions that how it's just her and her mom because her dad died as well. She mentions that in one of their conversations. Yeah, he committed suicide. Right, yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if those losses impacted the way they're handling their breakups. Oh, that's a good because point. Because they, they, like, have this inability to move on or something because they're, I don't know, they're just lacking a alternative perspective or something, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't know. 
because that sounds like their parents died when they were really yeah especially uh, like Um, i i kept thinking that maybe she was casting him in the role of her father in a weird way you know mm -hmm. uh because it seems like she didn't advertise that she wrote music but she was drawn to him because he did and then he yeah. keeps slowly finding out that she's like really good at piano and she can write songs. And, yeah. but it seems like she really buried that part of herself probably because her father killed himself. I mean, he taught her to play music right. and then he died. I, I can't imagine wanting to play music after oh, that. So yeah, so, yeah, exactly. She didn't even have, she doesn't, that's the only way she had to play music was to just go to that store. Yeah. Like she didn't ha- even have an instrument at home. Yeah. Yeah, and I was worried, too, that it, the movie was going to go in a direction of, like, you know, she doesn't have a piano at home. She's just like, oh, no, I just, you know, my dad taught me. It's like I was worried it was going to turn into a story where he's, like, jealous of her and she's, like, so naturally talented or something. Oh. I was really glad it didn't go in that direction. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm so glad it didn't go in any direction where they yeah, ended up fighting or it, whatever. It really like doesn't. The, the most they ended up fighting, quote, unquote, is when he asked her to come over and she was like, how dare you yeah. or whatever. Uh, it, it, which is natural. Like, I, I felt like that was a natural reaction from her. Honestly, like it just felt like, yeah, like th- this isn't. It was more or less her talking to the audience and going, "That's not this type of. That's not what this romance right. is." <laughs> that's and what it I felt like. The guy is so um, conflicted because he's attracted to her, yeah. but they're connecting on a level. I don't want to say deeper than a relationship, but like they're connecting on on different levels. Yeah. And I think he's afraid. Yeah, they want to. Keep making right. music. He doesn't together. want to mess yeah. that up because he's music is like yeah. his passion, and that's kind of number one for him. And so he goes there almost not because he feels like he has to, but I think he is sort of testing the waters. Like, is she is she pushing yeah. for this? Is that how I'm supposed to read this? And should I go ahead and try that? And then when she puts up that barrier, you know, he does try a few more times in the movie to get closer with her. But I feel like that's because he's such a He's a real romantic and she's not. Even though in the beginning it seems like it's flipped, I feel like he's the yeah. romantic and she's really more yeah, way more absolutely. realistic than he is. And so I mean, listen yeah. to his songs compared to hers. <laughs> True. <laughs> hers are much yeah, darker. Like she's lived some stuff that he hasn't experienced. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about that I guess when mm-hmm. we get to that point, but um but yeah, I felt like um I really like that because I, I do think, you know, that was a pivotal moment for both of them. They had to decide like, what is this? Like, is it going to be romantic or not? And I've always liked those will they, won't they stories. So um, I like that about it. I do too. <laughs> it's more exciting. Yeah. But, and, and so I, yeah, I just like the direction that it went. Um, and he was really respectful about it. There's not a bunch of scenes of him like at home pouting or something, you know, like oh, friend zoned or whatever. No, he's he just, just rolls with it. He's just writing more songs about yeah. his ex. Like he ends up writing uh, that song Lies, which is a that's the song that's a, the montage song where like it's him and footage of his ex. Mm-hmm. And that song is just so friggin beautiful. Um and upsetting yeah, and, like and isn't... <laughs> like melodically <laughs> and like lyrically it's like ah oh, this is so gorgeous I mean, that's the, that's the song that gets me a little emotional when i watch ah. the movie like even though there's more emotional moments in the movie that's the song that gets me i don't know why it's just i don't know yeah, what it and is. isn't the woman uh know. so his ex in the movie that you're seeing in the flashbacks isn't that mm-hmm. john carney's girlfriend at the time that was living in london I think, yeah, I think so. That's awkward. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's like, that's awkward. Uh, I thought they were filming footage together <laughs> in some of those videos. I didn't. I don't know. Man, I I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to conduct more research myself. <laughs> uh, but that's that's kind of yeah. wild. Um, if that's that's, that's what, what, I read, what it is. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love that that scene. I just skipped over a huge chunk, but uh, I <laughs> that's <did>. okay. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but that's fine. You know, whatever. We're just we're just chilling, guys. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so uh, I I did like uh the I, when obviously they reconcile, but like girl. Uh, I hate that they don't it's have okay. names because it makes me sound like <laughs> that girl. That girl there. She. Uh, I love when he gives her that beat or whatever, and he's like, "I don't have a melody for this. Can you write something?" And uh, then, then, then it's that whole sequence of her going to, uh, and as you pointed out, <laughs> that unrealistic sequence of her <laughs> getting batteries and going it's back and singing. Probably totally normal. Because you're right; she should be terrified. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, um, uh, that that is a great scene. And when she's like, the batteries don't work, and she's like, "F you, batteries!" <laughs> uh, just adorable. Uh, I love it. And that's that's a, again, that's another peek into her mind because her songs are just like minor key like darker feeling mm-hmm. songs even even though this one is the hill is definitely a darker song the one where she's playing on piano and then stops because she starts yeah. crying or whatever um but this one is definitely like a peek into how she feels about yeah. her ex and um uh, she feels like she's harboring more resentment than he is against his who cheated mm-hmm. on him definitely and um so it feels like this song if you want me and lies together is kind of like them reconciling their bitterness towards their towards their ex and kind of trying to move past yeah and i think you know she hasn't had anyone in her life i don't think that has uh nurtured or celebrated her gift at all i mean i get you Mm -mm. get the sense especially with how it ends that that may have also been a conflict in her past relationship and here's this guy that's like i that's clearly talented and he's like i wrote this you write the songs i think she was just really that's like a ray of sunshine into her kind of gray world at that point of somebody seeing her in a completely different light like somebody seeing her for her talent and not for her situation and i, I don't know i i did i really like that scene a lot yeah same here uh, I think the house party is somewhere in between those two depressing songs, <laughs> and that's where, <laughs> and that's where they sing uh, that song "Gold" very briefly, um, with with the whole bunch of people playing guitar at the same time. It's just beautiful. Um, I feel like I would love going to Dublin and like, but I I want to like know people in advance before I go, <laughs> like musicians, so I could like go to parties like that. That sounds so well, freaking cool. I'm, I'm always um, uh, preaching this to everyone that ever even mentions Ireland. Uh, you should go on a musical pub crawl. Those are really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's basically awesome. where the one that I went on, it was like two musicians and they just, uh, they would take you to all these old bars that had some historical significance or whatever. And they brought all oh, these cool. instruments with them, like traditional Irish instruments. And then at each place they play a couple songs. It was amazing. That yeah, it was so really cool. cool. And they're really good. And it's fun. You know, oh, you're going to pubs, but it's not really about the drinking. It's more about the music is the no. focus. But yeah, I ha- it gave me this cartoonish view of everyone in Ireland where I like that scene where they're all <laughs> singing in this house in this movie. I'm like, that's Saturday night. I don't know if that's true, but it's <laughs> like what I picture yeah. now. Like that's what everyone does them, there. Yeah. That's what I want to yeah, believe. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want I want to believe. Uh, but uh, it's funny because in the documentary that came out years later, 
Um, there's a scene in it where it's the band uh, just hanging out after a show, and they're literally doing that. They're just like acapella, just going around the table and singing depressing that song. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's true. They are depressing. Like uh, it's some of them are about like stories, like about uh, like death and stuff. And you're like, geez, let's <laughs> calm down, guys. Uh, it's it's interesting because when that scene starts, there's a lady singing about something, and uh, and it turns out that's Glenn's real so life cute. mother. <laughs> I read that too. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you did. Oh, okay, it's uh, it's like it's interesting. It's like uh, uh hey mom, I need a favor. We need to we need extras in this scene. So. It, it definitely gives the scene more <laughs> authenticity. Like this must really happen. Yeah. I guess especially if you're from a musical family. But I just think that's that's right, really neat. right. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Yeah, I just like that scene because that's that's the one scene in the movie really where you get a vibe for how the city or how Dublin. Uh, again, I I shouldn't have these like you mentioned. Shouldn't have these expectations that this is the entire what Dublin does. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like this is what a musician's life is like. Yeah, in granted, I was a tourist, um, but that's the one <laughs> when I was there. I did feel like I was like everything I thought is real, but uh, it's probably under the veil <laughs> so cool. of like being there uh, for a vacation and you know. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> right right yeah that's true yeah because when else would you do that right. if you live there like you wouldn't be like hey let's suddenly do something tourists yeah. do or whatever <laughs> uh yeah so that's a great scene then lies is after that do you have uh, a favorite scene wanted to um, wanted to ask you i know we're in the middle no, of the okay. movie but do you have like a favorite scene? uh i i like the reveal a couple things i really like um you touched on a lot of my favorites but the, these couple of scenes were interesting to me. And again, what I feel like kind of separates it from another romantic comedy or romantic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I like when she never tells him that she has a daughter and instead yeah. asks him to come over, which is really right. misleading, right? It's like, come over. And he's like, oh, cool. Let's see where this is going. You know, she's young and she's <laughs> right. into me. This is awesome. And then she goes to his, her house and she has a daughter and the mother's there yeah. and they don't speak English in front of him. And she even says, like, can you speak English to him? And she's like, no. And then she's like, she says you're handsome. And you're like, that's probably not what she said. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> they asked him to stay for dinner. And I felt like he throws a curveball by rolling with everything that happens. You know, when she meet, he, he meets her daughter and I almost expected him because he's like this, you know, wandering musician that's young and has these, yeah. like, I, I thought he was just going to be like, oh, okay, cool. See you later. <laughs> you know? But yeah, no, he, he doesn't. He's like. It's like he gets it. Yeah. Like as soon as he sees her ob- like obligations or whatever, uh you want to call them. Um he's like, "Oh, like in his head maybe." Yeah. Uh maybe that's how they wrote it out. Like he like and he's like a light bulb just went off and he's like, "Oh, now I get it." And then he's like, "Cool." Yeah. Keeping it professional. Like, yeah, you he's know, like, like, I can't <laughs> just leave, but this is something I wish she had told me, you know, because I mean, realistically yeah. anybody would wish that. That's a huge bomb to yeah. drop. It's not really fair yeah. necessarily. And then uh and then they ask him to stay for dinner and he stays, which again, I was like, I didn't expect him to stay. And then it's this I know what you're talking about, really yeah. uncomfortable tense situation where her brothers or somebody in the family, a bunch of guys come over and then they. Yeah, they're like neighbors that use her TV. Oh, or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they pick on him and they ostracize him and <laughs> you get the feeling right? that there there's some animosity like they know who her, who the dad is and they're not happy that he's here and they're not happy that he's yeah. not check. It's like a lot of different like things that would make most people just get up and want to leave. And yet he stays 
And he never really brings it up again. He's not like, he, he never says like, I can't believe you did that to me. Or I can't believe you didn't tell me about your daughter. Yeah. He, he gives her the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe there's a reason why she doesn't t- tell me everything. And then he only yeah. pries at the second scene that I really like when he finally asks her about her ex, about the father and where he is. And yeah. she starts telling him like, you know, again, she's not like, Oh, well he, you know, he hurt me and he cheated on me. He's horrible to me. Like a typical romantic comedy where, um, you know, the, the ex is like a horrible, horrible mean man. And he's who he has to like right. win her back from. Uh, but instead she's like, well, you know, we drifted apart and, I feel like he's so much older now than when we met. I feel like we both are. And I feel like that's really real because she's a mm-hmm. young mother and, you know, who knows how young they were when they met. Um, and then right. now they have this child and she kind of ran away, like with her daughter, she ran to, uh, to Ireland without him and he's not right. coming or we don't know what's going to happen. And she's just like, you know, I, I wanted it to work. I don't want her my daughter not to have a dad so that makes me want to go back but i don't know what i want and he's like well i think he asked her like what's he keeps asking her like what's the check word for this and what's the check word for that and um he asked he asked her what the check word for or the, the words are for you know are you still in love with him and so he asks her that and she answers in check, but then never translates it. <laughs> yeah, either which I was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, even in the moment that when they filmed that scene, uh, Glenn had no idea what she said. <laughs> like, I didn't either. I wasn't sure. So that that's a genuine moment. That's a real moment from the actor uh, as well. Like being like, "What'd you say? What was it? What does that mean?" <laughs> and they just kind of move on from the scene, yeah. uh, which is which is brilliant. Uh, but all, all the more heartbreaking when you find out what it means, uh, and in the, in the musical, they've translated. That. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Like, like, and they do it in a way where like, there's like a screen in the musical mm-hmm. and he's facing away from the screen and she says the line, um, I'm not going to butcher what it is cause it's in check. Uh, and she says the line and then up above it says a translation behind, like, and he can't see the translation obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, it makes it like doubly like heartbreaking. Uh. Um, or bitter, bittersweet's a better yeah. word. Not, not heartbreaking. Because it's not full-on heartbreaking. It's not like these two are... Right. They never really know. get together. So, yeah. yeah. But at the, at the same time, they never... It's not like a... They, they, don't, they don't have like this insane fight or whatever that leads to them drifting apart. Uh, so it's... Yeah. It ends... It's bitter, bittersweet's the best word for yeah. it. They could have just titled the movie that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really cool the way they respect each other's boundaries because... Again, I feel I like in a lot of movies, he would be like, no, I have to have you forget yeah. that guy. And, you know, or she would be like, I'm running away. We're going to go to London. And yeah. it's like, is that really what would happen? And is that actually a good decision? I felt like the way yeah. that this ends, uh, you know, I don't want to jump there yet, but I just feel like the decisions they make in this movie make more sense to me and mm-hmm. are more likely what more likely to be what would happen and and it doesn't frustrate me you know like i think if they if they did do all that crazy stuff because it's more exciting and you know they're just so in love they throw caution to the wind i think i would feel a little frustrated i'd be like there's so much here that like they're not thinking about um and yeah i guess it's romantic but i don't know i like the way that this all plays out instead i agree i know what you mean about subverting expectations yeah being for the better (laughs) um and for the more real mm-hmm. performance and end product. But like in the hands of like a Hollywood writer, I can picture that scene where he walks into her apartment and sees a daughter and 
he like just he bolts out and she goes after him and suddenly it's raining outside and they argue in the rain <laughs> yeah and you're like okay in, <laughs> that's how i picture it going in one of those movies in real life that sounds like a domestic violence situation or something it's like it's not romantic <laughs> right. it's like it isn't a movie you know yeah right yeah uh but yeah i love that uh i i do love that moment and I, it's it's funny you pick the two scenes that are like next to each other back to back yeah. it's so, yay. <laughs> uh just happen to be ne- right next to each other in the order of the movie mm-hmm. um and yeah i do love that scene too when she responds and check uh i love you which is very interesting it's very it's very it adds a like a layer to the movie it does yeah but like she because she totally improvised that it adds like a totally new layer to the movie uh into the ending that uh it just wouldn't have existed otherwise so it's just it's an interesting choice that she made. I was I was getting like uh you know Ca- Casablanca vibes a little bit. With yeah, that, with their relationship. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it ends kind of on that note too. Like uh, you just gotta just leave or whatever. But he's more obviously he's more uh, he's more bitter and angry. Humphrey yeah, Bogart. He's more Humphrey yeah, Bogart he's, about it. <laughs> yeah, he's more like get out of here before I slap it or whatever. Yeah. Like he's just <laughs> he's very 1930s about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, and I, I love, I think in the middle of this, they add that comedy scene. Uh, it's pure comedy and brilliant where they go to get the bank loan. Oh yeah. And, and the guy, uh, and they show the tape to the guy and, uh, uh, to the, to the bank, the loan officer. And, uh, I, again, this is a showing how, uh, assertive, uh, uh, Marquetta's character can be mm-hmm. when she's like, no, 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 just take this tape home. I think if you listen to it, you'll really like it. Just trust me. Just trust me. You really, she's doing all the talking really. Yeah. Um, well, and it seems so ludicrous. And I love right? seeing that side of her personality. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It seems so crazy because it sounds horrible on that tape. Like it's clear they don't right. have the money. Horrible quality. Yeah, yeah. To like show anything impressive i don't know that you ever go to a bank and play a tape of something <laughs> like no you know no. and then and then when they she just lucked out because this guy is a musician yeah and then the, she's like no take it home and that seems like such a yeah. i don't know if it's it is but it feels like that, that sort of almost like a cultural difference of like mm-hmm. over here or not over here but in his world they're so like it's so black and white you know like yes or no but she's kind of haggling like oh you know take it home think about it you know it's like i don't know that you ever say that to anyone that has a bank you know no she's not aware no they give you a moment they give you a decision in the moment (laughs) when they run a business like that that's not a thing uh i think it's just hilarious that he's like can i show you something and then the next scene is him standing the way he's standing with the guitar (laughs) the song he's singing the chords he's playing it's just that's like top level musician humor right there <laughs> because his song is so basic it's not bad but it's so basic it's like you be you and i be me oh, yeah. it's so freaking great <laughs> <laughs> i love that scene so much uh uh but uh but yeah i just wanted to shout out that scene that is definitely one of my favorites i i also loved right before that when they went shopping so oh, they yeah. could look impressive and they, you know, he's wearing that like kind of ill-fitted suit and, but yes. it, but it, yeah. you know, it really makes you think, you know, as you said before, she's very assertive. So she's ta- mm-hmm. making him take all these steps. He, he literally never would have taken. And it's interesting that she's yeah. so motivated to do that. And yet she doesn't see it through at all, you know, in the end. No, I don't know. That's just another interesting part of it. Yeah. And I think uh, that's another uh, that's another uh, example of the, how how this the love between these two can be defined. Really, is just how they make each other better, and mm-hmm. not necessarily 
you know, how how good it feels for them to kiss each other or something. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's it goes so beyond that, yeah. you know. Um especially when you're talking about songs, when you write songs, especially when you're writing love songs, uh which is a sappy thing, whatever. I do it too. That's why I love this movie because it's like it taps into my my lovey dovey side. <laughs> uh, but uh, but when you're writing songs about that, you're exposing so much of yourself. Um, so I think there's like another layer to that, and that that uh, I don't I don't know. That's added to like their kinship. Yeah, um, you can definitely see that because they're already exposing so much of themselves to each other through their songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lost my train. Of oh, that's okay. But yeah. Anyway, I like that part. <laughs> I do too. I think any form of artistic expression is, you know, you have to be very vulnerable. You're putting yourself out there. Absolutely. It's it's like raw and you know it's emotional, and you're going to be judged. I mean, you know, and the fact that they're oh, so yeah. supportive and caring of each other that it does seem to carry over into their real lives as well. I think I was trying to tie that back into her motivating him to take all these steps. Mm-hmm but I forgot how I was going to do it. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> it happens. But that's, yeah, they make each other better. And she's basically pushing him towards the goal that he was never going to even try to achieve because he was content before they met. He was content doing his busking and full-time fixing vacuums. Well, so, he was miserable, but yeah, he was content in yeah. the sense that he was, re- he was resigned not, is the better. Yeah, he was never going to move yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, he was just resigned to like, all right, well, I guess this is it. You know, like, this is my life. <laughs> yeah. And I and and I don't know how he motivated her um, to do the same in her life to like because uh, her her struggles were more about her home life right like yeah. and how she wants to reconcile with her husband but doesn't know how to I guess yeah um, doesn't know if she wants to but I don't it's how he helps her do that is more maybe it's just more hidden in the movie or you just got to think about it a little more. I don't know. I felt like, I don't know. I guess the way I looked at it at the end was she had the the fire and the, the passion to do all those things, but she felt yeah. that her position in life circumstances uh, made that impossible. It wasn't that she mm-hmm. couldn't physically do it. It's that she couldn't do it because of what was happening in her life. Make her, I guess, uh, the struggle for her is to try and keep her family, meaning her, the family unit, yeah. meaning her daughter, her husband, and herself. And her mom. Like, quote, unquote, whole, yeah. I guess, in a, in a traditional sense. Yeah, and her mom, too. But, uh, and I guess that's, that's it, her, her goals aren't music-driven like his are, I guess, in that sense. Even though they, even though they write together or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, well, she says to him, too, she's, yeah. he's like, you should come with me to London. And I think she says, like, and bring my daughter. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, what about my mom? And he's like, uh. And she's like, I, I can't go, you know? So I yeah. feel like that's, she's like, in a completely different place in her life. She's like, younger than him, but 10 years ahead in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, she's lived more yeah. life than so he she's has like, in, I, in a lot of I ways. I can't do that. Like, I can't yeah. sing on a street corner and then fly off to London. Like, I'm that's not possible for me. Is how right, I right. pick, you know, how I read it, um, and and it's sad for her because she, I think she is in love with him, and I think if her life had just played out differently, if she hadn't gotten pregnant mm-hmm. um, and hadn't gotten married, I think she would have run off with him. But she's like, I don't know how I would do that and keep my life together, so I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm such a sucker for right place, right person, wrong time movies, yeah, uh, yeah. romance <laughs> movies, and that's exactly this. 
fits the bill entirely because if it was just those circumstances or a different time that they met, it, it would have been amazing for both of them. Yeah. Um, but really, they still the, their love, even though it was unrequited, was still something that they both got a hundred percent like value. Yeah, on, they like, both I grew guess. from it, and I think it yeah. was so kind of her. I don't know if we want to jump to the scene or not, but um, maybe I'll wait until oh, you... we're already deep okay, in okay. it, so we could we could just <laughs> okay <laughs> just go into um, it. when he you know goes back to tell her that this is the day he's leaving and he wants her to see yeah. him off and she doesn't give him that. Um, I thought that was merciful on her part. I mean, she was really saying, no, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to show up at, you know, f- come with you to the train station or airport or whatever. And, you know, turn yeah. this into a whole thing. Like I've made my position clear, like we're not getting together. And I thought that yeah. was really cool of her because I thought that was very mature, <laughs> like that she yeah, was absolutely. doing that because I felt like he, again, he's a little younger than her, even though he's older. And I think he's a little bit more romantic than her. And so he's like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's ready at any moment to just like drop his whole career and stay with her. And she's like, no, that's not what you're going to do. Yeah. And so he finally goes, but it's like, wow, like I, I do have to wonder if she, we're a little more selfish and we're like, no, stay here with me and just see if I leave my ex or not, you know, like, would he have done that? Yeah. Like, it kind of seems like he would have. <laughs> you know? It kind of does seem like, seem like he would have. And yeah, she's definitely doing them both a favor, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, because if they ended up uh, spending that night together, like he asked them to, yeah. uh, either one of their circumstances would change. Like she would not end up, you know, reconciling with her husband or, and she, he would stay or she would leave with him. Uh, with her kid and I guess mom eventually. Or <laughs> yeah. So, however that was going to work uh, out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. However that was going to work out. Uh, so, I mean, the fact that it played out the way it did, she had, she had no choice but to stand him up because he would have ended up fighting for, you know, his position. If she like, like came down stairs or whatever and was like, yeah, I can't do this. He would have like ended up fighting for it in a convincing way, you know, mm-hmm. in an unrelenting convincing way. Um, not in like an aggressive way. Cause he's not, yeah, he's not an aggressive character. Yeah. Um, but like she could, I feel like she maybe feels like she could have been easily convinced. Yeah. If he did, if she, if she ended up did confronting him one last time about it. Um, so it's probably for the better that she stood him up, honestly. Yeah. And then I love um, that her husband, you know, he comes back and he buys her that mm-hmm. piano, right? Yeah, that- yeah. The guy, the guy buys her the piano, and I, th- I love that because it's kind of like, don't forget. Oh, I okay. Know, I which, couldn't tell who bought it know. for her, so it was guy that bought it, not her husband. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. The guy, yeah, the guy bought it. Um, and he's ba- it's basically like a way of saying like, don't forget, like what I don't know what you're really passionate about. I guess um, not that she's not passionate about her family, but you know, what no, I, mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I I think yeah, I and and I do want to be clear because I I worry about people listening to this and going, Lisa in her podcast said women can't be mothers and wives and and yeah. and follow their passion. That's terrible, um, and very old school. And I was like, I'm <laughs> how how dare yeah, you? And I'm definitely not saying that, but I do think the character no. in this movie is in that position. I don't think it's everyone's in that position. I think her life no. and her culture, whatever she's. Yeah, we, I think it's different. We've made it yeah. pretty clear that we we're I mean we're making a lot of assumptions, but it feels like a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it really does because um, I don't know, I don't. It just he lives with his dad out of obligation because he has nowhere else to live. But she's living. It feels like she's doing it because 
it's what their culture kind of like demands or whatever. Yeah. Right? Or maybe even just the culture of her family, you know, specifically. Yeah, it's true. Um, but that's a good point. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I think, yeah, she gets the piano in the end and her husband comes back mm-hmm. and, you know, she has that long look out the window. That's sad. Um, but I, I really said yeah. over falling slowly again and you're like, Oh dang it. The new context of this. Song. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know how to feel, but at the same time in the context yeah. of the story, I yeah. think it's a good wrap up for both the characters. I mean, who knows what had happened five years down the road. Is she really going to stay with her ex? I don't know, but I, I think she was too conflicted. She, she wanted to know what it was like to fix that and so i felt like she needed mm-hmm. to and he wanted to know what it was like to go to london and pursue his dreams so he needed to so i i felt good about the i don't think up. she showed her musical uh again i'm making an assumption i don't think she ever showed her musical side to her husband yeah. so i feel like the piano thing is definitely gonna help her uh convey her emotions to him and, and stuff like that yeah maybe better too yeah i can um, see that yeah that, I don't, I'm, I'm just making up a sequel in my head. <laughs> it something, all, I guess, it I all worked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I didn't mean to skip over the uh, one of my favorite parts in general, but like when they go to the studio and film the uh, When Your Mind's Made Up. Um, oh, God, I love that sequence so much. It's probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite song from the movie. It's um, a good song, yeah. It's so good. And like, I just love... I love to hate the engineer guy because like he's on the phone and stuff <laughs> when he starts. And uh, man, if I were Glenn Hansard's character, I would have lost it. I would have lost it so quick. Hey, man, we're paying you, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like he's on the phone. Uh, and and then when he's like, oh, one second or whatever, and and the uh, and the guy goes, okay, we'll take one. And and Glenn does like do like a little backhanded thing of like, uh, okay. So you're ready this time or whatever? Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I would have like lost it, dude. Like it costs so much money to secure studio time. It's like, why? Ugh. Um, yeah, I love that when they actually get into the groove of the song and the band actually fully comes in um, and, the, and the engineer just like finally like, okay, you guys are good. <laughs> He's right. like, you're worth my time now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're worth me touching dials and buttons and levers. <laughs> 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 but I do love that song. I think it's just... Uh, yeah, I, there's it, it's there's a time signature to it that's odd. Um, it's not a traditional like uh, one two three four one two three. It's not a traditional mm. beat. It's a it's one two three four five one two three four five. And songs are typically not written like that, especially like like uh, I guess you would call this one a pop. It's not really pop, but you know, yeah. what I mean? it's like a folk melodic song. You just t- t- typically wouldn't write a song like that. Um, I, I'm just a sucker for that type of stuff where it's like, oh, I didn't. Oh, OK. All right. That's that's a really hard song to write. OK. Uh, and I just love the way the song builds, too, where they're like hitting the high notes together and he just keeps going higher and higher. And I imagine I always in my head picture Killian Murphy hearing this song and going, there's no way in heck I'm singing that song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I always picture this being the point where he's like, I'm not playing that part. I can't do this. That's awesome. <laughs> um yeah, anyway, uh, I love the song. I love that part. And uh, I think she sings the depressing, the super depressing uh, um, piano song after that. Oh, yeah, in the dark. Which is a very emotional moment. I think, I think the scene that I get second most or probably first most emotional at is when he plays the song for his dad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and because uh, I've, I've had that moment of like playing music for my parents for the first time and been like, Aw. hey, guys, is this good? Or... And his dad just like, 
I don't know. He gets kind of like emotional or whatever. Um, yeah, he's so he, proud of him. Yeah, it friggin' it tears of joy from me. Uh, I get emotional on a lot of stuff, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but I love that moment when he's like, you know, he stops it and he's like, it's just effing brilliant, man. It's just effing brilliant. And he agrees <laughs> to, you know, help him um, uh, move to London. And um, yeah, I just love, I, I just love that moment. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And and he gives him the freedom to do that too. Like you're saying, he's going to support him and, and also that he wants him to pursue his dream. I think that's really cool. And again, yeah. very different from the life that the girl's living. Right. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Dang. We need yeah. a sequel with her trying to get a music career. <laughs> oh, man. That is kind of, yeah. Well, I mean, as we've said so many times appropriately, yeah, it's a bittersweet, bittersweet yeah. movie for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the only other, that's the only other scene I had, I, I wanted to mention. Um, yeah. But that one at least is a happy, <laughs> happy scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah and you mentioned your you like the wrap up of this too i think we both yeah talked about same page, yeah. yeah yeah and that's yeah i think i think it ends well it's it's realistic mm-hmm. and it's uh you know you get some things wrapped up and not everything but that's mm-hmm. just how it right. is yeah so at least she'll I, always have music in her life that was the you know right the, what i got about the piano part is like she yeah they made each other better like you said they Mm -hmm. they moved each other forward whatever that meant for him it meant pursuing his career for her it meant returning to um her her ex Mm -hmm. um and trying to make it work but they both were kind of stuck in a limbo that they couldn't get out of so yeah that's some resolution for sure yeah um well that brings me to my last couple of questions uh, you've talked about it this whole time, so you've kind of already answered this, but what keeps you coming back to this movie specifically? Uh, there's a few things. Um, my overwhelming bias as a songwriter, uh, I just get a lot out of it seeing, and, and I like the songs too. This is a type of music I yeah. listen to, uh, oh, and, okay. and the type of music I like, I, I, uh, I write technically, um, I, my songs are a little more poppy than that sometimes. So, uh, that's not necessarily <laughs> true. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the biggest part of it. And then the second part is the fact that it's so short, like it just feels like, I don't know, a, just a, yeah, it's a really quick, good short, sweet visit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it's just the, the moments that I, I'm just, I, I just love those movies that just hit me in an emotional place too. Um, I'm an emotional guy. That's why I songwrite. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, it's like a whole thing. You gotta be vulnerable to do that type of stuff. So, uh uh yeah the emotional moments just hit me the same every time it feels like um Mm. i'm a sucker for that stuff big time yeah i really liked it i like i keep saying over and over again (laughs) (laughs) i i liked it because i felt that it was it was different there were a lot of things that you kind of expected to happen in the movie that don't but Mm -hmm. in a good way and i thought the music was really good it felt like it was supporting the story um the genre and everything about it was it felt like it fit and you felt like you were seeing um a slice of life and i've always loved movies that are a slice of life so i really really liked it um how do you pitch this movie to someone that hasn't seen it before hmm that is a really tough one especially because uh, a lot of people that i know aren't as into movies as i am but they i mean they do (laughs) like movie they do come to me for movie, movie advice which is weird uh, because sometimes they'll come to me for movie advice and it'll be like, hey, what do you think of, um, I'm trying to think of a movie I didn't really care for, but I don't want to ruffle any feathers. 
but you don't you know <laughs> what i'm trying to say like a popular movie yeah. that's not that technically that good in my opinion and they'll be like what do mm-hmm. you think of that and i'll be like i didn't really like it and they'll be like well i loved it and i'm like well then i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> then why'd you ask me yeah, yeah. exactly so <laughs> once is a tough one to pitch because it's not going to resonate with everybody the same way um mm-hmm. I, it's definitely one that i would go to my musician friends more um than just people that just want a sweet romance movie or something um, yeah because i feel like they people that are specifically seeking out a romance movie will want that happy ending and technically this is happy for the characters individually but not together um, right so right. i yeah. i can't i can't see it resonating with some people the same way so i would just kind of describe mm-hmm. it like i don't know two you know two two musically gifted uh people just uh come together and fall in love in their own way and the songs are really the songs are really good people just that's what I got to say. <laughs> the songs are yeah. real good. <laughs> well, it, it feels like their relationship and everything is sort of secondary to the music almost. Yeah. Um, and the whole thing, in addition to being an, you know, a love story, it's also a, a love story. Uh, people that are in love with music. And I think, you know, that's maybe trying to look at it through that lens uh, could help a little bit with the, with the ending. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think if you're into independent films yeah. uh, on a smaller budget that are slice of life and are done really well. I mean, this is a movie for you. You know, Absolutely. I think it's something that you need to add to your uh, library for sure. So I, I, that's how I would pitch it. I mean, like you said, it's not for everybody, but that, but the people that it's for, I think really resonate with it. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's why I kind of felt well, it was a little risky to recommend it, like to, to select <laughs> it, because I was like, I don't know how it's going to resonate with you. Like, I know you like I know you appreciate uh, the subversion of um, tropes and stuff like that. So I, I knew that part yeah. would kind of work, but I didn't know. if. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Scott picked the singing detective. That had to be the most out of left field that we've done so far. <laughs> Hi, Scott. <laughs> that's awesome. So you can pick any movie you want. I I think especially when it's something that's a little off the beaten path, that just makes me more interested. I'm like, oh, what are we going to talk about here? Yeah, yeah, that's why I picked this one. When uh, when you compare it to like Shawshank, which everybody's seen so many times because it's been on TNT. It's probably right, on TNT right, right, right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> literally as we're talking or as you're <laughs> listening to this, doesn't matter. Time is a flat circle on TNT airing <laughs> so Shawshank. Uh, so like that movie is so popular. It's like number one on IMDb. Maybe not anymore. I don't know. I think that's changed since now, uh, but uh, since we last recorded. But um, so that's why I picked this one is kind of like, oh, I don't feel like, I mean, even though people responded positively to this movie in the group, I just feel like uh, majority of people don't know. It. Yeah, it's, it's not like a, a big general movie. audience really pleaser, movie. but it's a gem. Yeah. It's like a hidden gem kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciated having you. Thanks for having me. I love this show and I love being on it. And uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're a great host. (laughs) I appreciate that. Suck up to you real quick, (laughs) but it's truthful. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. You're an awesome guest and. uh, I believe you. <laughs> uh, you're, uh, let me write a list here. Uh, no, I, I really do appreciate having you on. This has been so fun. I, I, I was really looking forward to this episode and talking about this movie. So I'm glad you oh, picked same it. Same here, big time. By the um, way, one last question I have in my oh, okay, in my tournament episode that we did on my podcast. Uh, this one ended up going against Children of Men. That's Ooh. that's yeah. That's it was like a semifinal or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> me and another. 
I probably we probably messed up. Uh, <laughs> me and another person <laughs> voted for once, and he's also uh, a musician. <laughs> so uh-huh. in retrospect, <laughs> we feel really bad about that. Uh, and it's still brought up <laughs> by the other person that is on our show because it's a three person podcast. It's oh, still gotcha. brought up by him as like the biggest like travesty of the podcast like anytime there's like a vote that's like <laughs> why, why why did you guys vote this is like children of men all over again that's like a thing on the podcast now oh that's so funny <laughs> so i just had to shout that out uh because uh in retrospect i probably i probably should have gone with children of men oops um <laughs> i would say that i would probably lean towards children of men yeah. but you know being on a like a technical level it's like that movie is ridiculous like it's yeah. so good it's just one of the best movies like it's on a technical really level just ever made it's so also good. not a huge crowd pleaser though so i mean i can good see point. why they were pitted against each other yeah. you know yeah yeah that's true i i i'll, I'll let it slide yeah <laughs> but that's so funny well how, how can people find you in your podcast oh uh i am on i'm on the tweets um i'm, I'm at jeff witty w-i-d-d-y and the podcast has its own twitter too it's at eoc pod uh that's uh that's short for enter tournament of champions podcast we tried to find a punny way to title it uh that was the best <laughs> we could come up with but at least it there's a shorthand for it so yay <laughs> <laughs> i like it <laughs> yeah so awesome. uh, yeah that's a, that's a fun if you want to get aggravated listening to people debate about movies that's that's a fun one to, we are so <laughs> dumb too we are proudly very stupid and make dumb jokes Uh, it sounds fun (laughs) well um that's great and uh again thanks for coming back and you're gonna have to pick another movie to to come back again for sure really appreciate having you on and this has been super fun i already got it Gigli with ben affleck and jennifer lopez no no i'm kidding I would be like, uh, that's on the no list. Yeah, we have a no list. I don't have a no list, but (laughs) I don't yet. Spinoff. I might make one. We're going to do a spinoff. I don't love that movie. Uh, Right. No, I'm just kidding. Probably fall in that category. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No worries. Well, yeah, no, seriously, think of one and then we'll circle back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, But other than that, have a good night. Oh, you too. 